This is Life Admin Life Hacks, a podcast that gives you techniques, tips, and tools to tackle your life admin more efficiently, to save your time, your money, and improve your household harmony. I'm Donna Rowe Roberts, an operations manager who loves getting her tax return done in the first week of July. I'm Mia Northrop, a researcher and writer, and my husband and I are two years behind in our tax. This hip will help you get your tax sorted so you can stop having that feeling of dread every time you think about it. Hello and welcome to Life Admin Life Hacks. I think we used this quote when we did our episode on wills, but it's pretty true that there are two things in life you can't avoid, death and taxes. Unless you're a criminal and you pursue donkey tax evasion schemes, then you can just, you know, then it's just death you have to worry about. It's very true. This episode is scheduled to publish around the end of the financial year in Australia when it's time to lodge your tax return. In fact, I think by the time many listeners download this app, you, Dana, probably have already lodged your tax return. Probably true. (laughs) (laughs) Although we might be talking about the Australian tax office and our tax system here, our preparation tips will help all tax-paying citizens everywhere. So I looked back at our survey stats, our listener survey that we ran last year, and a third of our audience prioritised saving time, another third prioritised saving money in terms of the grand priorities of life admin. So our tax prep tips today will ideally give you both. Yeah, it is actually also a legal requirement to, to prepare a tax return, so it is an important thing to do. Here in Australia, there's a, a penalty for late lodgement. It can be up to $1,000. Interest can be payable about 10% per annum if you owe tax. It's also um, important to know that even if you owe a refund, you can still get a penalty for late lodgement. Really? You do, can. There are a lot of people out there whose lives are otherwise in very good shape. but you Like just you, Mia. Yeah, like me. People, other way, other people, including me. Like, this is a mental block. But you know what? I'm fully blaming my husband on this. I'm sorry, but let's just let's just call it out because we get behind because he has a small business and takes them ages to do their finances and accounting, and we have to wait until their tax is sorted before we can do our personal tax, and that always seems to happen just as the silly season hits in November, December. And then, you know, we don't have our mind on tax. We're busy getting ready for Christmas and holidays and then suddenly it's June the next year and we still haven't got around to it. I was actually speaking to a few people as I was planning this episode about why they haven't done their tax return and I think, uh, you know, some of those people I might have been speaking to, Mia, and it's interesting that they say it's the it's the double whammy of something that they're a little bit afraid of because they don't understand it and it just being a little bit boring and so those two oh, things yeah. in combination make it just such a, a blocker for some people. Often it can even be for people who would do a refund and I think it's so funny that they can't get most motivated to do a little bit of work to get that cash in the bank because really it's it's like you know working for a paycheck. I had a look at some stats on the Australian Securities and Investment Commission website, their Money Smart site. The average tax refund is two and a half grand. So if you think, okay, this might take me three hours to sit down, or even if it takes you, you know, a couple of nights and you spend five hours, that's like five hundred dollars an hour. 
to get you this refund, if you think about it that way. You can often need that information to um, fill in estimates for government allowances like the childcare subsidy. So if you if you don't have the information up to date, then you might get underpaid or overpaid, which can create lots of complexities down the track. Yeah, and I've started getting those letters about, you know, we need an updated family income estimate so we can make sure you're getting the right childcare rebate. There is, there is a domino effect when you start getting late on your tax. You know, a lot of people use that money to pay bills. Some people add it to their savings. Some people put it up towards their credit cards or stash it away for emergency. Some people splurge with it. What, is, what do you do if you get a tax refund, Dinah? I think it's a little bit of both. So we often do have a little splurge that we think, oh, let's use that tax refund money to, you know, book a little weekend away or something. But a lot of it just goes into paying off our home loan. Um, What about you, Mia? Yeah, it just goes straight into our offset account if we get a refund. I think that's the other thing. You do this work and it just sort of goes into this massive vat of debt. So it's like a drop in the ocean. Tax is one of the few activities that our survey respondents said they shared equally with their partner if they have one. And almost 70% of respondents said they outsourced their tax preparation to a tax agent, which actually reflects the Australian average. So most people actually think that their tax situation is quite all sorted. Hopefully this episode will focus on giving you some efficiencies. And when you're thinking about tax returns, I think you also should think about tax planning, which is preparing ahead of the time when you have to submit your tax return. And if you are going to see an accountant, it's usually a good idea to do it before the end of the year. uh, So you know if you can uh, should be doing some things to optimize your tax for that particular year, like paying for income protection insurance or making extra superannuation contributions and what records you should be keeping uh, if you want to claim things like home office deductions or a logbook for travel expenses. So, Diana, you are you a CPA? No, and I've never actually been a CPA. So, oh. uh, I just worked in a tax practice of a big accounting firm. So I don't have an official qualification, but I think I know enough to be dangerous uh, in terms of certainly enough to prepare our tax returns, which aren't particularly complicated. When you said that, I just had this vision of you turning around rapidly, flicking your your glasses down and just wielding a calculator wildly. (sighs) Enough to be dangerous. Okay. (laughs) So do you, you know, but you don't guys don't see a tax accountant or a tax agent because you've, you've been, you've worked in tax for a chunk of years. No, but I actually have gone to see a tax accountant to get some specific tax advice, although I didn't feel like I needed them to prepare the tax return, but just to confirm the specific treatment of certain items. And so I do think it's worthwhile if you have something a little bit more complicated uh, and you need some advice. For those that don't use a tax accountant or agent, those preparation fees are tax deductible. So whatever you spend on their service, you can actually claim as a deduction. And we certainly use an accountant to cover the complexities of my husband's business and our family trust and all of the complexities uh, in our current financial situation. And it can be a real motivator to get your tax return done if you book in the appointment with your accountant. And so you're sort of forcing yourself Mm. to get all the documents ready for that visit. 
And if you don't have an accountant, it's really the the best thing is to ask for recommendations from your friends and make sure you find out how much they're going to charge before you get there. There are actually um, some online services now which can assist if making the time for a visit to an accountant during office hours feels too hard. So our tax record system is the last bastion of paper in our house, apart from really ancient tax records that I could just shred the current records are still in folders. So we have these file folders set up. There's a new folder for each financial year and each folder has dividers for your payment summary or notices of assessment, income, rental income and expenses, bank statements for interest and fees. And there's other sections for dividends and deductions and donations and that private health insurance statement and any tax advice or correspondence we have. During the year, if I get any hard copy receipts or letters or any of that paperwork that's relevant, I just shove it into that folder. And if I get emailed anything during the year, I save it in an email folder that's just called DAX. I have changed for the next financial year. So now that we've got Google Drive set up, I've actually replicated that folder structure in Google Drive. So now that most of those documents are going to come in as digital files, I can just flick them in there and file as I go. So really with the paper stuff, I've just got a little spreadsheet that we create, a template that we've been using for ages, and I put the figures in there. And then all of that goes across to the accountant with the receipts and the statements. What's your system? Well, I've actually been keeping our tax information online for a number of years. So all that really changed when I moved to Google Drive was rather than saving it on the hard disk drive of our computer, I'm now saving it in the cloud, which has actually made it way easier because it means even if I make a small donation, I get a you know $10 receipt, I just quickly mm. snap a photo of it and upload it straight to the Google Drive and I can throw the receipt straight away. So it means um, I'm really keeping all of those records in one place. Uh, before we had the Google Drive, I did also use, use the ATO. They have an app called My Deductions. And mm. if you put information into that app, it actually uploads those straight to your tax return if you're doing it yourself online, or it can yes. also email it to your tax agent. So if you don't already have an online filing system sorted out like a Google Drive, it might be worth considering using that ATO app. And do you lodge your tax using the online e-tax site? I do, and it's so easy now, and it's getting easier yeah. every year because a lot of the information's already uploaded. This will be the last year anyone will be getting group certificates or payment summaries because single touch payrolls coming in, and so now all of your um, salary information will be automatically uploaded to your tax return. Yeah. You do it yourself, or a tax agent does it. Yeah, I agree. The last time I did look at eTax, I was amazed at how much data it had just sucked in from the various sources. It was such a relief. Kind of scary that there's <laughs> that all these things are synced up but convenient. <laughs> it is. And to be honest, it really only takes me probably half an hour to do my tax return because all of the information's there and it's mm. all really super fast. So uh, I definitely don't see any value in getting an accountant to do it. Yeah. I would like to return to the simpler days where we did it ourselves in some way. So at the moment we send all that stuff off to the accountant. The accountant sends us back a paper copy of the tax return to review and approve and then they lodge it for us. But given that we are lodging so late in the piece, like, you know, years, months after the deadline, 
at least we get that tax agent uh, concession. Time concession is on our side. So it's kind of important <laughs> at this stage. Yeah, because if you don't have a tax agent, you do. You are supposed to lodge your uh, tax return by the 31st of October. Um, yeah. and, um, but if you've got this tax agent, it really depends on what level of tax pay you are. You often get until February or March, yeah. sometimes I think even later to actually submit the tax return. Yeah, so it's worthwhile to get their expertise as well as the flexibility with the lodging date. According to the Money Smart site, 84% of people lodge on time, which I was like, oh, well done, Australia. Good on you. I think that's impressive. So I do think a lot of people are motivated by the refund and it is yeah. really best to actually do it as close to year end as possible because it's much easier to remember things that you might be able to claim before too much time's gone on. And even if you do have to pay tax, you can always prepare your return and then lodge it later. Uh, just because you've prepared it doesn't mean you have to press submit now. And when do you do this? Do you use your power hour time to prepare all the material and ship it off, even though it's only taking you half an hour? <laughs> I often schedule it in because I do like my husband to be around when I do it in case I've got any questions for him just to make it as efficient as possible. So we're actually talking about on the weekend about what day we were going to schedule in to do our tax return in early July. I'm just thinking right now, Diana, you are a dream spouse. I would love it <laughs> if I could just be hovering, flipping through a magazine in another room while my partner calmly does our tax. <laughs> It just pulls out for me for the odd clarification. Oh, God. Yeah, we usually have um, a series of nights where we begin and persist after the kids have gone to bed. But I like the idea of in the future. I was thinking about when you said the other week about giving yourself a little treat after after doing some things. Was it when oh, we did your we, Yeah, we, when we find our wills, we went for lunch, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking in the future we will, you know, we'll have our online cloud-based storage system. We will do it all in one hour and then we'll go out for dinner afterwards and somewhere delicious and notable so that there's this nice kind of culmination instead of the years of chaos that we've experienced in the past just change the whole way we and it's interesting because it. I've been talking to a few people about this and the people, you know, there just seem to be these kind of two schools, the 80% of people obviously who I think do it as soon as possible, get their information, get it off, and, and it's really not a major uh, thought process for them I think because it's done so quickly. And then the other percentage of people who put it off, put it off, put it off, who you know, whenever they talk about it, it fills them with dread and yet they still can't get motivated to do it. So uh, much better to be in the 84%, I think, than in the other side. <laughs> oh, I'm not used to being in the crappy side of percentiles. It doesn't feel good. Okay, Diane, let's talk about a life admin high of the week. Enough with the tax. <laughs> well, I, I know that whenever you used to look at my phone, you used to get quite concerned about how many unread emails I had in my personal email inbox. And so I spent a few hours and I've actually cleared out all 16,000 of the unread emails oh. in my inbox that actually were mostly around you know, about three years ago when I really lost control of my emails and subscribed to too many newsletters, etc. And it didn't take that long. And now I have 
not inbox zero, but unread zero, and uh, it is much better. 16,000, Dinah. Let's just do a little clap. <laughs> That's amazing. So I think we all know people where you glance at their phone and there's that little red number of the, you know, the unread emails, and I just, my eyes popped out of my head when I saw the 16,000 meals. So how did you do it? How did you get through that many? So in the past, I'd always tried to do it on my phone and it's too hard to do it on your phone. So I actually just sat with my computer while I was watching TV and sorted them by unread. And when I scrolled through them, I'd say 95% of them were email newsletters or, you know, things that I've subscribed to. So I just selected, you know, 100 at a time and I actually just deleted them. I didn't even because they weren't things I needed. So not only... Did I get rid of the unread? I actually got rid of them out of my inbox altogether. I don't think I can ever get to inbox zero because I have no idea how many are actually in the inbox. But yeah. it does feel much better now that I can see much more easily how many emails have come in rather than have no idea actually, which is how it was in the past. That's incredible. Well done. I'm not going to tell you how many I have in my inbox, but I'm on the I'm on a good percentile for that. I have resumed. I've returned my. <laughs> I have nine. I have nine emails in my inbox. Nine, sorry. There you go. Okay, life advice for me. I organised my son's sixth birthday in one power hour. I got the guest list. I booked the venue. I bought the gifts. I invited the family for the family separate get together thing. Organised the whole thing. Bought the pinata. It was so satisfying. I just sat there and like that sounds amazing. Downloaded the invitations from the website, flung them out to everybody. Boom. Wow, that is epic. Yeah. It was very productive and I now all I have to do is we can just talk about the cake for the next month. What kind of cake he wants? Because that'll change. We'll go through a few preferences before we land on the final thing. But yes, that was definitely a high. Did you have a low? For some reason, the childcare subsidy had stopped being paid to my son's aftercare at school just out of the blue. He's been going there for a couple of months, just once a week. But then I realized I was, you know, it's one of those direct debit statement things where it just chugs along and I don't normally look. And then one day I opened it up and I'm like, hang on, where's the subsidy? I had to actually visit a Centrelink office because I don't know what it is, but you call up and you can never actually talk to a human. It's like entering a maze. My MyGov website link didn't work. So I had to go to Centrelink and walk into that soul-destroying decor and stand there in a queue of two people for what seemed like way too long. But you know what? I actually got quite prompt service and they mostly resolved my issue when we're on top of it. But anytime you actually have to go into Centrelink, it's, it's not a high point in life. Is that not now the MyGov app? Did my old just? Every time I go to Centrelink on Medicare, it says, go to MyGov. Anyway, it's resolved now. Well, that's good. Of my, yeah. And you? I, Hello? I, I sort of had a, uh, it felt like a um, retro problem. Someone sent me a check. <laughs> it's been such oh. a long time <laughs> since I've actually received a check. 
And I had to actually, it was a refund for something and it was actually quite a lot of money. And so I, and then I realised that the bank that I bank with doesn't actually have a branch. And so then I had to download a deposit form, find an envelope and a stamp to send it back. And it felt very inefficient when I'm sure they could have paid it to me as a direct debit, but I guess Gosh. Uh, they certainly didn't want me to get the money because it had taken somewhat time to get the check. So that was quite an annoying and wow. tedious task for something which really should have just been paid direct to my bank account or refunded to our credit card, which is where it was paid from in the first place. Yeah, a check. That's just like a screw you, here's the money, yes. work for it. Work for it, I'm not going to ask why your bank doesn't have a branch. <laughs> I'll leave that alone. Is okay. it one of those banks? What are those virtual? What is? I'm not going to go there. Okay. And me, have you got a power tool for this week? <laughs> I have a book review. I read a book by Russell Brand, the actor, comedian, activist guy called Mentors: How to Help and Be Helped. And anyone who's read Russell Brand any of his books before, he's got a very distinctive style. He's very erudite, but he loves sort of to crack a joke. It's quite self-deprecating. It's an interesting style. But it's quite genuine and he's clearly quite raw in this book talking about formal and informal mentors that can help you through stages of life or questions in life. And I guess for me, it broadened my perspective on mentoring, which I'd always sort of thought about in a work contest and people helping you sort of, you know, coaching you or working through skills and knowledge and working through organizational stuff. But for him, he's had mentors in all sorts of different areas of his life. And he found that, you know, they can teach things and they can demonstrate things. I thought, you know, for some people, it will be handy for them to find themselves a life admin mentor, like just find someone you know who's cracking on and got systems that you can learn from and ask questions to that just made me think about other areas of my life where I thought yeah a mentor would be damn handy Mm, I had a like the uh, you know work-life balance coach for a while there and that was really helpful Dinah it's nearly the end of our season two We have one more episode to record and then we're going to take a little hiatus before we come back with season three later in the year. So if people have ideas about what they'd like us to cover next season, if there's things you'd like us to go over, new territory you'd like us to strike out into, then do let us know on our Facebook page or via email at hello at lifeadminlifehacks.com. Well, I hope you enjoyed this app and we hope the hacks will help you to establish the tools you need to make tax time a breeze. So consider finding yourself an accountant if you don't already have one to help you with your tax return. Consider making an appointment to give yourself a deadline or scheduling some time in your calendar and set up your filing systems to make it easy to save relevant documents as you go and hopefully get motivated to tax return done before the deadline. If you'd like to join us on our Life Admin journey, please head to our Facebook page, Life Admin Life Hacks, to follow us and share your thoughts on what we're doing. And feel free to post any comments or certainly post suggestions that we might be able to use. We hope to see you there. Thanks for listening. Show notes for this episode are available at lifeadminlifehacks.com. 
If you're a fan, please subscribe and share the love and tell a friend or review us in your podcasting app.